Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast, where we... Ah, oh, shit. Oh, uh, you fucked this. up. You <laughs> fucked up. Glowing listeners. Yay! Sorry, listener. I don't want to pluralize. Hi, Mom! <laughs> so it's what? We play a game that was either sold poorly or not well-received? Uh, yeah. Uh, the rest of the games up to this point have been just real bad games. Uh, this is the first one where we forayed into something that uh, was really poorly selling. Oh, I guess I should say what game we played. Eh, maybe. Keep it a mystery. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, play along at home and guess what game we're talking about. No, so we played the Grim Fandango 1998 point-and-click adventure from LucasArts. It did really poorly, and in fact was one of the reasons LucasArts closed down that section of their company. Gee dang! Really? Yeah. Uh, we should probably say who we are. Nah. Let's all pause and think about it. Pause. (laughs) Think. Uh, I'm Jake. (laughs) And this is Alex. I'm Jason. There's going to be a lot of editing here to move things into the (laughs) right order. Yay! (laughs) We can always just start over. Nah. It's more, uh, organic this way. (laughs) That's right. No editing. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're just going to drop it straight. Fuck yeah. Naked. All the pauses and everything. <laughs> Out of the three of us, one of us isn't wearing any clothes. Try to guess which one. Here we go. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Winner receives a signed picture. <laughs> picture of what? <laughs> Our nakedness. Use your imagination. So, uh, Grim Fandango released in 1998 by, uh, you said, LucasArts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played the remaster, uh, all three of us, right? I did. Yeah. Yep. PlayStation 4. Uh, I played it on Steam. Which Same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before we get into it, um, since this is a point-and-click adventure, uh, did you guys look into other games that were released in 1998? No. Uh, 98? Not really. <laughs> so, uh, I wrote a couple down. Uh, Half-Life, Metal Gear Solid. Fallout 2, Ocarina of Time, Baldur's Gate, Banjo-Kazooie, 1080 Snowboarding, StarCraft, Resident Evil, Abe's Exodus, etc., etc. 1998 was an awesome year for games. Yeah, that's a pretty good list. I mean, the crowning jewel, which I think we can all agree, Gex, Enter the Gecko. <laughs> oh. No. No? No. Did you ever play it? I own it. Gex is amazing. There are more than one on that N64 by itself. I know there's other games on other systems, too. Are there really? What? Yeah. yeah. I played it on PlayStation. I've only ever seen the first and the third one on 64, but I don't know how any of this is relevant. <laughs> well, I guess it's not. <laughs> I'm looking this up right now. Furiously looking up sequels to Gex 64. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. I remember I rented the first one because he was in a tuxedo, and I was obsessed with James Bond at that time. You know, as much as you like The Simpsons, I'm surprised you wouldn't like it. It's alright, it just doesn't handle very well. Like, as a game, it's 
Why are we talking about games? <laughs> Can we please just talk about whatever the fuck game we played this week? <laughs> Still played Grim Fandango. Right. Didn't change. Right, right, right. Uh, Jason, you want to take it away? Uh, sure. So, going through the plot, it's honestly not that long of a game, plot-wise, because I found the length to be really in the puzzles. Yeah, definitely. With the point-and-click launcher. So you play Manny Calavera, Manuel, and uh, you are dead. You Jesus, spoiler. Uh, yeah. And what gave it away? <laughs> Probably your uh, skeleton face. Because um, all of the character models are, I mean, they're skeletons. They're very, uh, I don't know what the term is, the... Skeletons for Day of the Dead. Uh, Kalakoa? Something yeah. like that? They look like Lego people to me. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're based on, yeah, like the Mexican Day of the Dead type. I knew that much, but I'm saying, like, the, the way characters look. Like, yeah. if, if you have a skeleton Lego character, that's what uh, Manny looks like. I mean, I can see that because his head's a cylinder. Right. I think that's primarily why. Uh. Cylinder head. Sequel to Conehead. Geometry. I thought that was Pinhead's brother. <laughs> so your penance basically in the afterlife is you sell people afterlife packages uh yeah you are a uh, what do you call them travel agent right 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 oh man uh so the whole world is based on i think it's the aztec Afterlife? Uh, yeah, the Wikipedia page says Aztec, but in uh, reading reviews for it, they say Mayan, so... Mm. Don't know. But, so, the idea is that you die, and then you have to spend so long wandering and, like, recounting for your sins till you reach the actual afterlife. Which would be a four-year journey. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are selling travel packages to either help people on their journey, maybe shorten their journey, depending on how good of a person they were in life. So, if you get a travel package, and I suppose the worst that we see is that you walk. Jason. Yeah. What kind of travel package do you think you're looking at? Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm looking at being a travel agent. (laughs) (laughs) Damned to help other people and never get to leave myself. (laughs) Truly hell for you. (laughs) least I'm honest. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> so, uh, it opens up, you help a guy uh, get him a walking stick, because he's kind of crap, but you are then confronted with, there's a poisoning. Mass poisoning. Mass poisoning of two people? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> Does that qualify as a mass poisoning? Well, two people died. That's oh, okay. Right. So, you are trying to get down there. Uh, It turns out your car has been... Your driver is sent home. Yep. That's what happens. Uh, Your um, rival, I guess, sales agent, sends your driver home. Mm -hmm. And you, as an agent, aren't allowed to drive yourself. Yeah, so you're already running into issues because it seems like everyone's against you in trying to get good clients. Because in theory, the better you can do as a travel agent the quicker you'll be atoned uh, yeah they don't get super into that but yeah, is, is that 
Like, do they say that? I yeah. Know. I mean, Manny talks about if he sells enough golden tickets, he'll get to be free. It also might just be a scam. I'm trying to get him to sell. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a scam, but not in that way. Uh, <laughs> as we learn here in a little bit, you go and you meet a car demon named Gladys. He's not a car demon. He's a land demon. Yeah. Who was summoned into existence for the sole purpose of repairing cars. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. <laughs> so, uh, you get Gladys to modify your vehicle and drive you. And he's very enthusiastic. Yeah, he loves driving. Yep. Oh, man. It's like cocaine to him. Yep. He's just... He's got, like, a flaw. Um... Can't really fit into many things. Although, it was nice that you can make him feel better. Like, just tell him, oh, don't worry. The world's just really small. You're not very big. Right, because Gladys is literally four times the size you are. Right. Yeah. But, like, with the heart of a child. And the mind of a child. Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, I think heart of a child's apt because Gladys is an awesome dude. Yeah. I I think without him, this game would be uh, pretty terrible. Like, as far as, like, he just, he's the, I don't know. It's like you look forward to the scenes with him. Uh, yeah, he's uh, oftentimes, uh, like I can't really say comic relief, because even when the game's dark, it's not, uh, it's still pretty humorous throughout. Right, he's not the only source of that. It's, maybe he just kind of steals the scene whenever he's in it. Yeah, so, Gladys is great, and he eventually drives you <laughs> to the poisoning, where you get some... Rude old guy. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, you get a mean dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> so, you take him back to the travel agency, and you literally pack him in a box and ship him. Well, Like, um, he's male. You also uh, tell him that he's scum before you put him in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Whoa, in Spanish. Perfecto. Nailed it. <laughs> So, at this point, you're pissed off because you keep getting these terrible clients and, like, they send your driver home and people are conspiring against you. So, you decide you're going to take the next good client from your rival, whose name I have... Domino. Domino. You then do a series of bizarre puzzles. (laughs) Eventually, you basically read one of his messages saying that this woman who is... uh, Basically saint-like. Well, she's a nun. Yeah, and, like, has never done anything bad in her entire life. Which isn't true. I've met nuns. What kind of nuns have you met? Well, I take that back. I once knew a nun. Uh, I went to, uh... It wasn't a Catholic school, but I spent some time there. (laughs) And, uh, the... Buckley kiddos! (laughs) The, uh... School that I went to, the head nun, uh, Sister Mary Joseph, mm-hmm. uh, was 640 years old and hated children. I don't know why she was in put of charge, like put in charge of children, because she fucking hated kids. While it wasn't like a school, because we went there for uh, religious education and um, mm-hmm. mental reconditioning, um, she was the only one that would physically beat children uh, because she liked it. Perfect choice for that position. Yeah, I remember being man. Mom, the nun hit me with a ruler today, and my mom would be like, well, what'd you do? I didn't do nothing. She beat the shit out of me. What did I get for it? More beatings. It was bullshit. So, yeah, uh, Meche is a nun. 
Like, if you're 640 years old, I'm pretty sure you'd be pissed, too. <laughs> Probably. Mm. But I would not surround myself with a thing that I hate, like, children. Or people. Or life, at that point. Please just let her die. <laughs> like, really? She doesn't want to... She's got all these kids. I don't know where we're going with this, but... She's got all these kids running around her there at the beginning of their lives, and she's a... She's well beyond the end of hers. Somehow she's still alive. <laughs> Come on, man. She's jealous. Go ahead. Right ho! <laughs> so, you're gonna take this client, basically, from Domino. Uh, Gladys supercharges your car. Um, it's pimped out, you know. Yeah, your car's pretty ballin' by the time he's done with it. Yeah. What is it called? The Bone... Crusher mobile thing. I don't know. It has a name it's to it, doesn't bone it? Wagon. Bone wagon. I like bone crusher mobile myself. Bone wagon. <laughs> like the pussy wagon. Yeah. Only more Bo- bony. Bonin. For bones. For bonin. <laughs> uh, so you take the bone wagon and you beat Domino to Meche. And you bring her back and you try to see what travel package she's available for. You'd think golden ticket, right? That's the best one. It's a magic train that makes your four-year journey four minutes or something? Four hours? Mm -hmm. Something like that. Ridiculous is here. So, you go and type in all her stuff, and it tells you she is available for nothing. She's available for walking. Like she's approved for nothing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't get her anything other than uh, good luck. Right. And so you go to figure out what is this all about... While you do that, she just leaves and starts walking. She's a good nun or something. And embarrassed, I guess. Yeah. And as it turns out, uh, yeah, they're Domino and your supervisor are super pissed at you because they have intentionally been fi- funneling good clients to Domino and then basically stealing their golden tickets. Well, you don't know that they're stealing them yet. You just know that Domino's getting all the good clients and you don't know why. Yeah. Do you meet the Resistance now? Yes. So you meet the Resistance, who is Ava, your secretary. Well, not your secretary. Your boss's secretary, who you treat like your secretary, (laughs) but she just kind of waves you off every time. She never has any messages for me. I don't understand. Yeah. And uh, Salvador Lemons. Like a war hero, isn't it? Like he's got some kind of military background to him. Yeah, he's... And he's the head of the resistance, and the head of the resistance. I mean, the two of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, two of them for now. Well, yeah. soon to be three. Because you decide to join the resistance, because uh, it seems like really the only way for you to go, since you've been backed into a corner with not being able to give get good clients. Yeah. When um, your boss Don finds out that you stole Domino's. Uh, Still Domino's client, he tells you to go wait down in Gladys's machine shed for the police to show up, and that's when uh, Sal approaches you, pretending to be a younger version of you. Yeah, so you know that you can't really deal with the cops, you can't deal with all of that, like, you'll probably get sprouted, which is their version of extra death? Yeah, it's where you get shot with a bullet that turns all your bones into flowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the bad way of dying post-death. Perfect. Nailed that description. (laughs) He's double dead. Yeah, you're double dead. 
Game over. Everybody knows what that means. So you go with Sal, and he has you do some stuff. He needs you to get pigeons. You get pigeons. Don't worry, they're skeletal pigeons. Uh, Because he needs carrier pigeons. Yeah, he wants uh, a mold of your teeth to get into the computer system that scans your teeth every time you log in. And pigeon eggs so he can raise carrier pigeons. So I had a question at this point. How do the pigeons fly when they're all bones? Their bones are hollow. So they're lighter than air. (laughs) I mean, bird bones are hollow and takes out a third of their weight. But See? The... There you go. So I'm right. Science. <laughs> Science. God damn it. <laughs> I watched that episode of Bill Nye. That was on an episode of Bill Nye? Hey. Yeah, man. I did all my learning like a nerd in the library. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Nerd. <laughs> so, uh, Moving on. join the resistance. <laughs> you get them their pigeon eggs. You get them a uh, mold of your teeth. And they help you flee the city. I have a point to make about Domino, but I'm just... I'll wait till we get later. Sure, because you just made this weird face, and I was like, it looks nope. like you wanted uh, to say something. That's uh, just my face. But then you just stopped. <laughs> He's only got one face. How do you make a new one? Well, it's not that hard. You just take someone else's. I have a jar upstairs who grows them. If anyone's out there listening, please rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never get to you in time. <laughs> Escape to the petrified forest. Do, 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 do. Uh, it's a petrified forest. I don't know. You meet back up with Gladys, and uh, he tears his own heart out. Bold strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I can't stand not working on cars, and tears his own heart out and throws it into the woods. I was a little disturbed by the lack of blood in this section. I just gotta say. I feel like he ripped his own heart out. There'd be a bigger mess. It was really weird. I don't... So, uh, this is something that I know you ran into with the character models not always exactly syncing up. Yeah. Because uh, Gladys tore the heart out of his head for me. <laughs> and it was... That's not your heart. I was like, that's actually really impressive. And I didn't know demons were built, like, upside down, but... It's a design feature. Uh, yeah, uh, this, um... One uh, a couple times where Gladys would talk, where because um, he's a weird shape, uh, he's big, lumpy. His head's really elongated, and uh, sometimes when he'd open his mouth, his mouth would uh, do an entire one hundred and eighty, and so like the entire top of his head would open up <laughs> when he was talking. Oh, what is he supposed to be? Is it sometimes he looks like a dog to me? But I know he's a demon. But I mean, like. It looks kind of like a mix between a dog and maybe like a rat or something. Like, what the hell were they going for with this? Uh, Indescribable demon. Okay. All right. I, was I don't really think they had a, you know, he should look like a dog. He's just some okay. weird looking character. Make him brown yeah. and uh, disproportionate. Demon. Well, because he doesn't really look like any of the other demons that you run into. No. There's the uh, one with... Uh... The giant purple one with one eye and two arms that works in the right. office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you run into him. Looks like a character straight out of Monsters, Inc. Yeah. But, I mean, Gladys kind of does, too. Kind of. I never saw that movie, so I don't know. Weird. How have you never seen Monsters, Inc.? Because <laughs> I'm uh, not six. 
<laughs> I don't know. I just never seen it. I'll just take your word for it. None of them. No. I know Billy Crystal and uh, Fred Flintstone are in it. No. <laughs> no. No. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not canon? <laughs> you mean King Ralph's in it? King Ralph. My God. <laughs> and now that I've dated myself, Jason, please continue. <laughs> All right. So uh, you get his heart back. You go through the Petrified Force. It's mostly just like, four different puzzles. Oh, Jesus. This is the one where it's got like that. It's like the Lost Woods, basically. I keep yeah. popping the sign down. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, so there's no real plot there, it's just puzzles. Yeah. The, uh, Spinny, you come across the, uh, like, power plant, and you've got, uh, uh, Siphon that's taking the marrow out of the petrified trees to use for construction in the city of Elmero, which you just fled from. Uh, and that one didn't take me any time at all to get through, but that goddamn one with the sign, that took fucking forever. Yeah, because it was hard to gauge, like, when you had to keep trying the sign like doesn't really tell you like how many steps you should take before you should check it again yeah so uh, i did a lot of backtracking like oh shit i went too far i gotta walk all the way back so like for that part i had went um you have to put the sign down in what is essentially a maze for it to reveal a secret door so you can get the key uh and then you take that key and you unlock the fire beaver dam fire beaver dam yeah and I had completed the Fire Beaver Dam the first time I went to it. Like, um, where you go and you have the fire extinguisher and you extinguish the fire beavers. I was doing that for something to do. I didn't know that was what you were supposed to do. So, like, I had all that completed and I couldn't open the thing. Claudius, just plow the fucking car through it. Claudius, it's not that big a deal. Now we need to find the key. Which took for goddamn ever. Yep. Finally, the fire beavers were the worst part of this for me. <laughs> So how did you do it? Did you just use the fire extinguisher as you walked across, or did you lure them down to the... Uh, you like, have to lure you them You have down. to do that. You I was wondering to. if there was like another way to get through it. No, because I tried fire extinguishing them just on top of the dam yeah. for a good probably 15 minutes. Okay. Why won't they die? Because you spray them and they run away, and they kind of crawl back out of the tar on fire again. And I'm like... Well, yeah, because there's that one that hangs out. Are they forever? They reignite each other. Yeah. Yeah. But if you go to the side, which I didn't realize there was a side path, why it took me so long. Uh, And then once you go down the side path and throw bones to lure them and then extinguish them as they go. Yeah, I had uh, the. When you show up there, then the one runs at you. I hit him with the extinguisher. And then to try and get around them, I found the side path. And then you can just, like pick up bow and so I was just tossing them and then like they'd come along and jump and I'm like oh I wonder if I can put them out when they jump and I would and I was just like I'll just clear through the rest of them and then see if I can walk it easy peasy yeah it just took some timing squeezy such a sleazy so that <laughs> takes you to Rubicaba 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 right it's got a <laughs> shitty little like diner lighthouse uh, automat. Sure. Um, those words. You talk to the guy there. It's the guy you gave a walking stick to earlier. Oh, right. Yeah. He's waiting for his wife. Uh, and you're like, man, all right, I'm waiting for Meche. So then you go and walk out in the fog and promptly fall off a cliff into the water. 
thankfully, you're already dead. So falling off a cliff into the ocean doesn't kill you. Uh, you get fished out by a salty old sailor, and uh, he is really impressed with your bone wagon. Uh, yeah, he uh, strikes up a conversation with Gladys yeah. over the uh, bone wagon. Yeah, so they're they're bonding, and you're you you talk to him for a bit, and you're like, hey, I'm looking for Meche, and he's like, well, you can check the logs, and the logs say that. Well, what's this dude's wife has already left? Because he's waiting for her, but she actually got there first and booked it. Yeah, uh, with some other dude. Yeah. So you go tell him, and he's like, I'm going to go chase after her, and leaves you in charge of the... Automat. Laundromat. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> so... What is he saying? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, oh, it's fine. I mean, I, I'll figure it out. God damn, I don't know what you're saying. It sounds like automatic. Automat. What is an automat? Is it, a, is it like a like rug the, uh, that cleans itself? The food comes out, and then you just like take the tray off. Okay. Man, how did you? How do you learn oh, those yeah, words? Oh yeah, no, that's the actual right word. Man, someone's been going <laughs> to school or something. Lord, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> I learned that in my uh, childhood at the library. <laughs> Stop your book learning. <laughs> so you take over the automat, and it goes. Zoom out one year later. Zoom in. So this is the first of many time lapses. And uh, yeah. a year later, you are running the Calavera Cafe. <laughs> and Casino. Yes. Was that place even there uh, the year prior? Like, Or does your character basically build that place up from nothing? You build it from nothing. That's what I thought. They don't really kind of explain that. I mean, it's I just where the automat was. Okay, so yeah. he... Yeah, so you give him a year and he turns it into like this booming casino type place. Yeah. That's amazing. Because you're the best. Yeah, you're fucking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, all the chicks that you run into in Rubicava, right? Are, um. Oh my like, god. Manny has at some point, uh, boned. Because they're skeletons. Yeah. Get it? Get it, bone. Get it. Anyway. Or his bones are hollow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so then there's the rest of the game, and I guess we're done. No, uh, no. It's fucking hot in here, dude. So we see Meche again, but she Rain's finally on. she finally makes it to Rubicava, but she gets basically kidnapped by Domino. Um, you try to catch them on the boat, and she hits you with a bottle of wine and knocks you off the boat. Uh, champagne. Might be. Could be wine. I don't think it ever zooms in on the label. Could be sparkling it water. It doesn't, but uh, Manny, com- Manny complains about it later. Yeah. She hit me with the champagne. Sure. So you're going to chase after her, and you have to get on a boat to chase after her. Uh, oh, this is a large section of a lot of just, like, a lot of puzzles. <sighs> yeah. This fucking took me forever. Yeah. It might be the longest section just say, straight section in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, We're at year two at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is it. Just, there's a lot of stuff to do, and it's all kind of open, whereas in a lot of the later areas, it, it's much more pretty straightforward. Uh, Linear. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the sun is literally baking this room. Send help. <laughs> Please, Trump, we need bottled water. Throw it at us. 
So you do all these puzzles. Uh, none of them are really that important, I don't think. We get through this already. <laughs> all right, sure. Let's go. Just really fast. You do a bunch of puzzles. You meet uh, this girl. She uh, is evil. I don't know. She likes bad men, as Hot. she says. <laughs> all right. Didn't know you were into skeletons. Totally. Me too. I, like I don't like them that thin myself. I like them when the ribs are showing. <laughs> Ah, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I think she's really the only important person in Rubicava the first time. there's Lupe. Oh, coat check girl. <laughs> right, so you do all that, and then... <laughs> you get a boat by poisoning a guy. Um, yeah, you need to get uh, tools for the boat. You need to get a union card so you can get on the boat, and you need to make sure that the guy who you're going to replace doesn't show up. Yeah, so you... You also uh, have to bring your buddy with you. Yeah. yeah. Lightly poison the guy who's supposed to show up and then take his dog tags and convince everyone that he's dead. You... Like you do. Get the tools by forming a communist revolution of the Seabees. Yep. Uh, and then you... What was the last one we were supposed to do? Union card. Union card. Uh, you steal a bunch of fake uh, Golden Express tickets to get... Well, and you severely intimidate that one dude to steal his machine, right? Isn't that how you get the counterfeit? Uh, yes. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But he's also the one who gives you the ticket. Union card. Union card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. After you steal something for him. Right after bullying him hardcore, now you're running errands for him and stealing shit. Yeah. Normal it's, things. It's important to note that um, all of these steps are as straightforward as it sounds. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's. You're just supposed to know. Winding and kind of odd at times. But you get through all that, you get on a boat, and you sail off. Bam! One year later. That's how fast we're going. Zooms in. You are now captain of the ship. Because every time a year passes, you are now the best. I mean, you start as the best. Just a year later, you get to see the fruits of that. Yeah. So you pull into port, and you're like, ah, we are here. And you get a letter from Sal Zapato. Who cares? You're not there very long. Because you get a from Sal that says, Hey, don't pull into port. There's assassins. Uh, so the assassins try to kill you. You cut the boat in half and sail off with your half. Your half has the engine, so, I mean, I guess that works. Checks out. Um, after a little while, your half stops working and you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That puzzle was fun for me. With the anchors trying to balance them and then you gotta rip the boat in half. Yeah. I had fun doing that one. How long did that take you? Not that long. Um, my my issues came with trying to push the button on the left. Like, if for some reason, I kept trying to push that button and nothing would happen. But you're just supposed to wait until the end to push it. Yeah. But other than that, I, yeah, it was just fun. I liked that puzzle. I had the uh, anchors twisted together, mm-hmm. or like they locked together, but I couldn't figure out what to do with them. Oh, yeah, you gotta it's pin like, them to the yeah, side it, of the boat. It took me a while to figure out you have to take the scythe to pull the anchor in. Yeah, it helps when you actually go to the windows. It took me a little while to figure out what I could, but once I did, it was no big issue. Yeah. Uh, so then your boat sinks, you meet Jake's favorite character. Oh, fuck. Oh, I didn't write this, uh... The Lantern Boy. This little light of mine. Shut up. I didn't write this guy's name down because I hate him. Sure, I'm going to go find his name now. I love what Gladys does to him, though. Just picks him up and like, alright, let's go. I got him. <laughs> That's uh, another one of those where that puzzle took me way too long. And uh, the literal only reason I figured it out is because Jason is like, yeah, just have Gladys pick him up. Chapito! Oh. Yeah, that fuck. 
this little light of mine kill me. Uh, yeah, so he he is this weird sea dude with a lantern on his head, and uh, you can't go into the dark because there's monsters. Uh, the monsters were actually really cool. Alright, so it reminds me of that one Pokemon. What is that Pokemon? It's really from Gen uh, 2. It's got Ghastly! The, it's got the lantern on him. Pikachu! Oh, I assume on. you're talking about lantern. Charmander! Yeah, yeah, there's a lantern. That's who he reminded me of. Continue. Uh, so you uh, pick up the guy, well, you have Glotz pick up the guy, and you use him basically as your light source, and uh, move to the something, Pearl? The Pearl, yeah. Yeah. You go to the Pearl, it's a submarine. Um, you hitch a ride because the submarine is actually filled with a giant squid or octopus. Don't know. Uh, octopus. Sure. Yep. Filled with a giant octopus who propels the submarine to the end of the world. Seen in a pente, right? <laughs> Seen in a pente. I know where this is going. <laughs> that uh, octopus has got my submarine. How you, you doing, everybody? <laughs> doing great. You get to the end of the world. Uh, here you find Meche and Domino. Uh, Domino has told Meche that you work for him, and he's like, yeah, you're going to work for me now, uh, here at the end of the world, where we have a light bulb factory? Yes. Well, they use the glowing coral to make light bulbs. Yeah. Because uh, that's what the one dude's made out of, isn't it? The, with his lantern? His lantern it's is a, the glowing coral. Yeah, yeah, it never goes out. Yeah. You know, it's at this point where I wondered, uh, because uh, Manny fucking hates Domino. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Throughout the game, like, Domino is, at best, kind of a jerk. Like, he's really, like, kind of nice to Manny. Like, he's not overly shitty to him in, at all. Like, he's noticeably sleazy, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, maybe Manny knows something we don't, because good writing. <laughs> maybe, but, like, here he's like, uh, sure, I could kill you, but I have faith in you. I think we could use you. There's no reason to get rid of you, which it would be much easier to just shoot Manny. And, like, even before, when you're back in El Maro, and, like, you're trying to talk shit to Domino, Domino just doesn't care. He's like, yeah, whatever, buddy, that's cool. Yeah. Just, I, didn't, I didn't really get that. I don't know. He, he's never been outwardly hostile towards you, but he's, again, he's sleazy and on the side of wrong, and so you're going to fight for the side of right, I guess. I mean, I don't think that's really true either. Like, man, he's just trying to get Meche and take her to the, uh, Ninth Underworld. Well, yeah. It's not like Domino just happens to be in the way. It's not, it's not like trying to fight for the side of good. He's in it for his own selfish reasons, ultimately. Yep, so you have to convince <laughs> Meche that you're a good guy. Uh, you give her a gun, which then she actually has no bullets, but she secretly has a bullet but she decides not to shoot you and instead threatens Domino, but then Domino just takes the gun from her because she's... She's a weak little girl. Coward. <laughs> um, and he, Domino locks her in a safe. You break her out of the safe by going uh, into the safe, breaking the floor, doing some dumb stuff. Uh, in the meantime, you raise a boat from the bottom of the ocean using a big grabber claw, which then uh, Gladys fixes. Hold on. This, it's at uh, this point in the game where you get to see what dead kids are like. Oh, yeah. The Angelitos. The Angelitos. They're dead kids. In a cage. With wings. And they're mean. Yeah, so, whatever. It's like real kids. <laughs> Father of six, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week. It's, it's gonna be seven. 
with eight women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That <laughs> <I> broke me. <laughs> Come on, hurry up. Are we going to get through this? Yeah, we're trying, but he keeps laughing. So, you raise this boat from the bottom of the ocean. Uh, Gladys fixes it. You strap a grinder to the front. And then you sail off because you need the grinder to cut through all the glowing coral. Yeah, because a light bulb factory at the end of the world is surrounded by uh, coral. Yeah. So you start boating, grinding through some coral. Domino's like, I can't let you escape. And he pulls you onto his, because uh, he's the one who controls the submarine full of octopus. <laughs> Single octopus, not octopi. Anyway, so he pulls you on and you're like, mm, let's fight. Scythe battle! Because you're uh, both like Grim Reapers, kind of like the costume you wear. Or at least used to. Yeah, besides, for reasons. But then instead of fighting him, you're just like, man, I'm going to just fuck up this octopus. So, did either of you attempt to fight him with the side? No. The octopus? No. Domino. <laughs> Domino. Oh. <laughs> I going to say, I'm pretty sure I stabbed the octopus in the eye, right? Yeah. Um, you fucking stay right up. Yeah, no. Yeah, because you pull out your scythe, and it, like, puts you on a screen, and there's one thing you can interact with, and that's the octopus's eye. I'm assuming you could probably walk forward and engage him, but I was like interact with this. Yeah, no, I don't know, because I didn't try to find Domino either. I was just like, fuck you, octopus! And right. stabbed him right in the eye. Yeah, so, then Domino's like, man, you won't even fight me? You're such a coward! And you're... You just stabbed a giant octopus in the ocean. I mean, I don't know uh, how much more brave you want to be. You kind of fight slash grapple a little bit, but then the boat catches you and grinds Domino into, uh, I'm assuming little pieces. Chum. <laughs> Bone chum. <laughs> Bone chum. Uh, you're about to get ground up and the Angelitos save you. Oh my god, <laughs> Too much chum from my bones. I'm cutting all that. No. You're keeping in your bone chum dick. That is forever now. I whispered it didn't even show up on there. Now we get one year later. Hooray! No, oh, uh, the end is in sight. The end is in sight. You reach... Uh, basically the end of the line, they're like, hey, you gotta have your golden pass ticket, and you're like, but they were stolen! And they're like, now you gotta go get it. Uh, Gladys tries to die, cause he hasn't driven or done some stuff in a while. He hasn't gone driven or gone fast in a year. Yeah, so he's on the brink of death. So you make a rocket ship out of, like, a gondola, basically. Yeah, with the uh, other land demons, which are like tiny little gl- glottises, and they say they've never seen one so big. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm giving it to you on a silver platter. <laughs> I don't need your pity. <laughs> I, so, I can set up my own jokes. Go ahead. You build a rock ship, you strap Glottis to the top, you get in, fire it on. He wakes up. Oh my god! What sound does the rocket make? Uh, Rocket makes more sound one. Like a unicorn crying. Ooh. Mystical. <laughs> Whimsical. There you go. That's a good word. <laughs> Whimsical. So, Rocket uh, car crashes and takes you back to Rupakava. Uh, there's basically nothing to do this time around. You get a uh, ship in a bottle, fill it with booze, and... Uh, feed it to Gladys. Feed it to Gladys. He vomits all over. Because you need to get in the car, but the car's trapped. He vomits all over the trap, and then you freeze it with liquid nitrogen. <laughs> 
just gloss over the most important part there. <laughs> no, we're going fast. Shut up. You get the car back, and bam, you're back off to El Mero. Nueve Mero. That name changes. Don't care. <laughs> so you're back. Um, it's Nuevo. My bad. Uh, the big bad evil guy is there. Um, Jim Henson. Yeah, sure. You get a gun um, from a crazy guy, and then you go and you... Man, we're just skipping hours at a time here. It's yeah. fine. We don't need to go through the entire damn synopsis of the story. Yeah, you do some stuff. Uh, do some stuff, and you win the game, and the credits roll. Uh, Sal explodes and kills the evil chick from earlier. With what? Uh, he has a bomb in his teeth. Oh. Right, and he's just ahead at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, that's right. They've Salvador, moved his he's head. Fight, and his body's kind of chilling out back. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's like, ah, but I've got a bomb in my teeth. I'm ready to take out my captors. And you're like... And you're like, you the goddamn man, Sal. <laughs> Good on you. Viva la revolution! <laughs> um, and then you kill the big bad evil guy, and you get the golden tickets back, and... And that's it. You made it to the end. Uh, you and Meche get on the train, and I assume Bone on the way there. Yep, you get that Bone paw the whole way. Because <laughs> she's like, "We'll be, we, will we be together after the in the Ninth Underworld?" And you're like, "No one knows what happens in the Ninth Underworld. That's why you got to do it here." And then you pull down the window screen, and that's the so end. Is that his come on line? Like, is that what he's? Is he trying to seduce her with that? Oh yeah. You don't know what happens in the ninth level of hell, so let's just do it right now. Yeah. Besides, aren't skeletons between like men and women down there kind of the same? Well, how do they get drunk? So, too many questions right now. I don't know how would they get drunk. I don't know, but you see that one chick knock back a shot and then just collapse. Hmm. Also, in the beginning, we talk about Manny getting blackout drunk at the uh, Christmas party. I'm starting to question the uh, realism here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Big complaint. Uh, it's not grounded in reality. <laughs> Your skeleton man, clearly, it just doesn't line up with how real skeleton men are. No. So, uh, yes, that does take us through the end of the game. You uh, you have a tearful goodbye with Gladys, who, yeah. uh, as a demon, can't go on to the Ninth Underworld with you. So it's uh, that's kind of sad. I'm yeah. sad about it. It's cool. You'll find another Gladys. Damn. <laughs> That's right. But I don't think you will. I mean, demons not allowed, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Righto. So, uh. So, what then? Credits roll? Credits roll. You immediately start the game over. Yep. It just rolls right into the beginning. Yep. Just after the beginning cutscene. Yep. You want to talk about any specific parts of the game or. Uh, well, I'd like to, uh, give, uh, my thoughts on the game overall. Sure. Uh, it's the first game that we've sat and played through that, like, I actually liked. I thought the writing was good. <laughs> no, no, sit over there and twiddle your thumbs. <laughs> the, uh, the dialogue, I really enjoyed. Uh, the music was really good. The, uh, I enjoyed the entire, the whole atmosphere, all of the, uh, sets. What? Just keep talking. <laughs> Just ignore me, please. I'm doing my best. There's a fucking kitten over there. What are you doing? <laughs> He's got to touch things, I man. I have to do something. Go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> Atmosphere, yeah. Jesus, I liked it. I'm done. <laughs> so why didn't this game sell well? What do you think? Uh, 
Is it just kind of like a fatigue of adventure games at this point? I think, yeah, the issue wasn't necessarily with Grim Fandango. It was more with the adventure, very specifically the point-and-click adventure type genre, where uh, it was very big during the like, mid-90s. Yeah, even before then. Yeah, I mean, because it allows you to do some interesting and complicated things without having a ton of stuff running at once, so it's easier on the computer to run it. it it's a way to have, yeah, uh, more complexity without, like, nowadays, you know, you can have great sweeping action scenes. Back then, action was garbage. If you're having oh. real-time combat, it did not exist. Well, 98, time. you mentioned some games on there, though. Did have yeah. combat and action and yeah. This, talking... is, this is where we started to really get oh, that. This is like the beginning of the so, which is uh, why Lucian. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, previously we had a ton of these kind of point and click adventure that kind of stuff adventure games like what? Uh, oh, that Monkey Island. Monkey game. Island, which is great. I heard that game's even like the puzzles are even more obscure. Oh, they're insane. They're I I played all the Monkey Island games. I really enjoyed them, which is why this game uh, was great for me. Um, but they're convoluted as hell when you just need to do something. Yeah, like there's no hints. Like here's the game, here's the world, now make something happen. Yeah, um, which I think is part of the issue of the games moving forward is that they just kind of leave you with no idea of what to do and if you can't make the leap in logic that they're looking for or you make a different one it can take you a long time and really just feels like you're beating your head against a wall yeah yeah because even in grim fandango there are moments where you had to you know find a specific item and come over here and do something with it and it just really doesn't rationally make sense it doesn't follow any kind of logic yeah and so like like you mentioned that puzzle where you had to use the axe to drop it on the floor to break a hole in the floor Mm-hmm. Like, that was something... I didn't... It took me a while to kind of realize what the hell I was supposed to do there. Like, oh, there's an axe in the next room. What am I supposed to do with that to break through the floor? That was one of the many things I did on accident. Mm-hmm. Like, the uh, at the very beginning where you take the playing card and yeah. have to punch holes in it. Right, that too. I, I did that on accident. Who does that in real life? Well, let me hole-punch my playing cards. Well, you, you're marking them. How do you mark your cards? No, I... Something not so obvious. I did that... Fair play. Eventually, I didn't do that on accident. I did that on purpose because I had the playing cards, and I went to do the thing you're supposed to do with them, and you slide it in there, and it rattles, and then it sucks your playing card away, and Manny goes, ah, the, like, air resistance is too much. And I'm like, what? And then I spent a little while wandering around, and then I found the hole punch, which is like, I guess I'll punch some holes in the card. Couldn't he have just taken a pen or a pencil and just... Poke the hole through the car. Oh, yeah. Could have used your scythe, probably. Mm. Maybe he was just embarrassed to be seen trying to poke holes and playing cards on his giant scythe. So, I mean, that's part of the problem is, like... He's embarrassed. Could you have used the scythe? <laughs> yes. But they make you use the hole punch. You have to find their solution, not a solution. <laughs> that's a really good point. Uh, so, while I definitely enjoyed the game, I think it kind of shows how... Uh, since then, adventure games haven't really made a comeback. There have been a few here and there. Telltale is the biggest thing yeah. I can think of. But, I mean, it's nothing compared to what it was. Um, oh, even then, that's a progression from where... Yeah. yeah. It is not the same style, but those are kind of point-and-click adventure. Oh, it's definitely similar, yeah. So that's the... I, I really think that 
the genre kind of ran its course and people realized that the at times obtuse puzzles were just not that fun because if you got hung up if you couldn't figure it out in 10 15 minutes an hour at what point do you just give up yeah so for me, it's, a, it's a half hour the point where i'm beating my head against the same spot for half hour i move on to something else yep so I think that's definitely something that you see a lot in game design now is that they don't they don't let you get completely stumped by a part. Eventually they'll give you hints or that kind of stuff after a certain number of like deaths or a certain period of time trying the same thing that most games now give you that out. Whereas back then, no. As you said, they just kind of drop you in and go, eh, go. It's like that argument of games were harder 20, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't hold your hand as much as games do now. And uh, that's why this game really felt like a throwback. You know, uh, there were a lot of point-and-click adventure games that came before this, and I know Grim Fandango is one of the more accessible ones. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this kind of feels like an older game. It just really doesn't hold your hand, it doesn't spoon-feed you the story, you kind of have to go through all the dialogue, and there are hints as to what you need to do in the dialogue, but only if you're thorough and you you exhaust all your options. So, yeah, uh, it's not not very accessible. But, yeah, overall I enjoyed the game. Again, I really liked putting Click Adventures. It's one of the things I played growing up on my computer, so it, you know, I played all the Monkey Islands there, so... This was kind of up the same vein. I haven't played them in a long time, so it took me a while to get back into the swing of things. Of just like, it's often faster once you've figured out part of a puzzle to just brute force the other part. Just use the items in your inventory and try to use them on like everything that you can interact with. And there it draws comparisons from me, and I mentioned this to you, is it feels like Resident Evil without the zombies. Yeah. Because um, Resident Evil a very very similar kind of style in terms of like picking up a bunch of items but you're never really quite sure what to do with it and you kind of just have to try everything and, and see if it gets you somewhere you know that's one thing i was wondering um if it felt that way especially with the controls because we both played it on a uh, computer right the point and click like i tried using the keyboard just to see what it felt like it seemed really fucking weird but if you're doing it on a ps4 controller i mean that's how you played the whole game so it the switch for me was weird, but I'm sure if you're playing the whole thing, it was fine. But I didn't really get that. But well, I you, think the control scheme has something to do with that as well. You can choose to use the tank controls. You don't have to on PlayStation. So I didn't. I wasn't using tank controls. It just maybe I should have because what the other option is, it just didn't really feel very intuitive. Um, Hard to be precise was my biggest complaint. Like, I'm trying to press this item. Why am I over here, you know, talking to the window saying there's nothing I can do? Well, no, you just press the damn button over here, man. It's right there. Just press it. Yeah, it's way easier on computer when you just click on the thing. I imagine. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a console pleb, I guess. Yep. Lulz. Yeah. So. So, yeah, Andrew, what is uh, your official opinion? Right. Um, I can't say I had fun. Um, I think, but that's more related to just my preference. Um, I've never been a point-and-click fan. Um, I like the writing. I felt like it was really kind of refreshing and quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it looked really nice, too. I mean, that's a very common thing you hear about this game, is that the art style is fantastic. Uh, but 
just not my cup of tea in terms of gameplay style. But uh, I can see why some people would like it. Certainly not the worst thing we've played. Not even close. Oh my god, not by a long shot. I would play through Grim Fandango ten times in a row before I picked up Ride to Hell again. Aw. Sometimes you just get the urge to kick someone in the gut 90 times before they die. <laughs> I... And then have dry humping in clothes. And then I'm just going to stop. <laughs> That's for the benefit of everyone. Alright, so we're wrapping up then? Yeah, I mean, I think that covers it. I think so. It was, you know, good. Like, yeah. surprised it was reviewed rather well, despite... What is, what is, like, an average review you've seen for this? Uh, let's look up some reviews real quick. Because I know the reviews are really... Yeah, like, I had to search for a review that was talking shit about it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh... Most of the negative things I read about this game were in YouTube comments because people were fucking frustrated with some of the puzzles. Yeah. Its Metacritic score is an 80%. Okay. I mean, is that the original or is that the remaster? Uh, I suppose it probably doesn't matter. I don't think there's that big of a difference. There's not. It's the original. <clears throat> okay. We have some great news for you and the... Autoplay ah! videos! Fucking... Ah! <laughs> great, now it's getting claimed. Well, we'll just cut that part out. No. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Um, <laughs> Righto. <laughs> so, yeah, it, like, it's really well reviewed. It's a lot of, like, 90s and stuff. There's a few people who hated it, but it seems like their issues are more just with point and click adventures and how hard it can be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked it overall, but I'm with you. It's really not my genre. I haven't attempted a point and click adventure for literally 20 years. After playing this one, I'm not going to seek any out, but I did enjoy this one. No, this this game did not change my mind of, on point and click. No, I enjoyed them, uh, you know, when I was uh, growing up, but I haven't played them in years because it's, I don't know, it doesn't feel like something I ever really need to go back to. They were fun. I had fun with them, but that's, they're not a lot of fun still. It's a lot easier when you're a kid and have endless hours to just beat your head against the wall. Now I'm like, I got stuff to do. <laughs> Alright, so that about does it. Yeah. Yep. Alex, where can folks find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at 10 rules all, and you can subscribe to me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash 10 rules all. And follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash 10 rules all. <laughs> Nine rules all? <laughs> Not yet. Still 10 rules all. 11 rules all. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. Jake, what do you got? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jake Prey or um, YouTube, I suppose, at the uh, same name. Jason? Uh, well, I guess you can use the badgamecast at gmail.com or the badgamecast on Twitter. I had no idea we had a Twitter. Yeah. Boom. Wow. We're moving up in the world. That's one word for it. Okay. I think that's everything. Yeah. I mean, cool. we can keep talking. Nope. About stuff. Things. <clears throat> Thanks for listening. No, don't thank them. <laughs> they don't deserve it. I think they do. After an hour. This won't even be an hour long. Make sure it's an hour long. 
You know how many ums and just weird pauses there are? No, because they'll all be cut out. Nope, naked. Naked like the day you were born. Covered in animal viscera? Yeah. I'm certainly naked, though. You can be coated in something and still be naked. How does that make sense? What What if it's covering all your jolly bits? Does that still count as naked? No. So if you were sans clothes and just, like, coated in baby oil, would you consider <laughs> that person naked? No, because they've got baby oil on them. <laughs> and you use the word coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm cutting it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>